0: Hello, and welcome to the Female Founder Friday Podcast with me, Lindsay White. I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs be great leaders, build high-performing teams, and create inspiring workplace cultures through innovative talent programs and practices. Because when people feel like they belong at work, they deliver their very best and businesses thrive. The Female Founder Friday podcast is all about connecting with the most incredible female entrepreneurs to talk about their journey to creating their own business, the mistakes they've made along the way, and how they view their own leadership. And I'm challenging all of my guests this season to take my leadership style quiz. And during each episode, we'll be digging into their leadership style and how it impacts the way they lead in their life and their business. And if you're interested in learning more about your leadership style and want some of my top tips to help you lead more effectively, you can take the quiz right now. Just check out the show notes or head over to highvoltageleadership.ca and click on the button at the top of the page that says take the quiz. Then you can share your results, connect with my guests and join the conversation. On Instagram by following me at High Vault Leadership. Well, welcome Jade to the Female Founder Friday podcast. I am so glad to have you here.
1: It this has been like years in the making. It has. I'm I'm super excited and honored to be here, uh, and it was well worth the wait. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. <laughs> I love it.
0: So full <laughs> disclosure, Jade and I have been uh, in business together for I don't know couple of years now, hey? That's been a while. So, Crazy, um, how fast it goes. I know, right? So, Jade started out as my virtual assistant and now she has built a thriving business and we were just talking uh sort of before I hit record, we don't even actually get to talk to each other much anymore even though we've been in business together for a couple of years. So, I was really excited when we could finally get our calendars connected and have Jade on the show cuz she's She's a female founder who not only has built a beautiful business, but, um, it's, you know, it's changed your life. And, and I think there's a beautiful story here and I'm sure I only know pieces of it, so I'm excited for
1: you to tell us about your journey today. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to, to share, cause I'm just an average, an average jail person. So anybody can do this.
0: Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Tell us about Jade's virtual office and the journey.
1: Oh goodness, I started my company in the middle of COVID. So I gave birth to my youngest daughter in January and the entire world shut down by March. And so all I had was time, Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> time alone, just time alone. Uh so we were on lots of walks and things, and I just I heard there's a book called How to Ikigai by Tim Tamashiro.
0: Yeah.
1: He's here in Alberta, Canada, and brilliant man. And the book just really talks about how we have it backwards in North America. In Japan and things, they focus on what brings you joy, what are you good at, and what serves people. And then you find what you know, what you can do that makes money within those things. Whereas here, we make money and then we do those things. You know, then we hope that we find room for joy, right? (gasps) Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what we do. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it just like clicks, Lindsay. I I didn't love my career; it was very unethical place to be. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I doing? Right. So I started working with my my coach at the time and figured out exactly that what brings me joy what am i good at how can i serve and i am good at being creative i'm good at marketing i'm good at connecting people so my business was born love it Uh, that's how jvo started and we grew from a va to a full marketing agency uh and now i actually offer coaching to help uh, coaches like yourself to grow specifically on linkedin and master getting clients in a simple way my company is all about if we can keep it simple that's how we're going to do
0: it. And that's why I love working with you. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Stupid. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. The kiss principle. I love that. And, and I know you, your business has grown and, and you've had, I mean, your personal journey during this time has had its ups and downs and, and it's remarkable. It's remarkable how you have fit that all together. And I think that's inspiring for all of us as female founders.
1: Thank you. Yeah i think you know self-development and entrepreneurship just go hand in hand Oh yeah. Uh, and you know any anytime you have an, a goal for your company to grow whether that's financial or a team or services it doesn't matter however you want it to grow you have to look at what you need to grow first you need to grow into the person that can handle that mm-hmm. that growth which um i did backwards for that a while. you know yeah. that was a learning curve yeah trying to grow the company without growing myself first just it doesn't work. It wasn't
0: working. No, you know what? And I don't know. I'm not going to take credit for this phrase. And I I can't tell you who, who created it. But um, the idea that as an entrepreneur, every day is a school day, right? You get up in the morning every day when you own your own business, when you're an entrepreneur, especially when you're first starting out in the first few years, every single day, you learn something multiple times a day. <laughs> Usually the learning curve is steep. Like it's pretty much straight up at some point but yes, there's agreed. always an opportunity to learn. And I, I think you make an excellent point that if you're not consistently learning and growing as an individual, how can you possibly endeavor to lead a rapidly growing business and team?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I, 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 I will stand that. by that statement for the rest of my life. <laughs> I love that, I love
0: that. Um, well, I mean, cause you're you're offering us a valuable lesson. That's a lesson that I try and preach regularly. Right. You got to do your own work in order to show up effectively, to lead your business, to build the culture where people are feel empowered to do really great work. It starts from
1: inside. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The stronger and healthier you are on the inside, the stronger and healthier your company will be. And then you get like abundance and growth and then you're, you're more healthier because you're getting so much success and it continues in that cycle.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I um there's so many things I want to say in response to that. I can't even pick one to start with. Um, I think one of the things and and you tell me, because you you work with coaches like me, um, but I see this all the time: this message about scale your business. Scale to six figures, you gotta have 10k months, scale to six figures, then you gotta scale to seven, scale, scale, scale. And what I have found in my travels, and you tell me if this is true for you, is that female founders get in in that scale cycle. but So they scale their business, but they haven't scaled their mindset. They haven't scaled their leadership. They're not ready to be the CEO of a seven-figure business. They don't know what that looks like. And that leads to burnout. And I've absolutely had that conversation with female business owners where they come to me and they're like, I'm ready to burn the goddamn thing down. Cause I can't take it anymore. And my kids hate me and my husband <laughs> wants to divorce or my partner wants to leave me and like, I'm done.
1: Right. Do you, is you this know, something you yeah.
0: see from your perspective?
1: Absolutely. That's exactly what happened. You know, in less than 18 months, probably 15 or so months, I was a six figure company. And I had expanded my team. I think at one point I had eight different team members. Uh, very, very quick, quick growth. Uh, and you know, I don't regret that growth. I mean, it was super exciting. I mean, yeah. you came in during that growth, and all those things. But I absolutely did hit burnout. Yeah. And it's been extremely difficult to get out of that burnout. Like once you hit it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I actually scaled back, and I'm I'm rescaling and growing now again in a much more empowered, healthy way. Um, you know, 10k months is sounds really great and it can be i'm I'm still making 10k months yeah but there's two different ways to make a 10k month right yeah. there's the like hustle hustle work hard try and be everywhere oh, do all God. The things. yes and then there's making 10k months where you're coming from a really empowered strong position and you're excited to be there and you're doing things in just a really aligned healthy way and that's where my motto of simple comes in lindsay yeah. is because I've done it both ways. I've got, I've got 10 K months in a simple, aligned, straightforward way. And I've also done it where I'm just trying to scale yeah. as fast as possible and doing it in the aligned, simple way is yeah.
0: yeah, the A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it is, I, 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 I think your point about the burnout can be hard to get out of. Like once you are kind you're in that full burnout mode, um, that, the recovery from that is length,
1: is lengthy. It's very lengthy, and I think as an entrepreneur, it's it's really hard to separate your business's success from your own feelings of self worth and things. Oh, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I'm alone in that. No. Um, so you know, when I hit burnout and had to scale down, I absolutely did lose some clients yeah. or had packages go smaller. That that's a reality. Of that that you know that's what happened. And it was it's it's hard to feel like. I can still be successful that I'm not a failure. Like, you know, my my own self worth has not gone down because I had to go through that
0: experience. You and I've had this conversation.
1: Yeah. Right. Right? And so it's just one of those, like, you know, one of those things, but when you're able to separate your entrepreneurial journey from your self worth and then grow your own health and and then come back to your company in an empowered way, it's like, Hey, you know what? The amount of clients that did stick around and the new ones that are coming, it's, it's so worth the journey to keep going. Yeah um but that's a key point i would say anyone listening to this podcast like you're a female founder like you got to separate your your personal worth and success from what happened as an entrepreneur because yeah that will lead to burnout too the perfectionism trying to fix yeah. the problems and do everything um it's not yeah. sustainable for
0: you No i i think you know we all do lessons again at the end but i think that that's a beautiful thing for people to walk away with listening to this episode is that Um, if you can't, if you're at a place right now where you can't separate your own personal self-worth from the value and success in your company, uh, then it is time to step back because that's a pretty good indication that you are on the path to burnout. Like from my perspective, that's you that's a time to do a deep check-in on wait a second, right? Like I I need what's important to me and if success in your business is the only thing that comes to mind
1: (laughs) it's time to do some work Mm -hmm. agreed well and another thing like you know being a woman we are focused on results and emotions and impact a lot more than we focus on the numbers it's more natural for us to do that but i actually you know in my program i really try and blend that feminine energy with the masculine need to look at numbers yeah um so that would be another key point to it. Is it just go back to the numbers, right? I don't know how many times coaches message me, oh, I didn't get this call, or I didn't convert this sale, or mm. you know, you know, very stressed about that. And it's like, well, what are the numbers? Right? Like how many times have you asked a person for a call? How many times have you done this, right? And lots of times it turns out not a lot. They're we're basing our success off that one person saying no, or that one post not doing well. And that tells me you're in an emotional sw- space. Yeah. Right? When you know, look at the numbers, right? It takes X amount of you know, asking for the call to get a call. It takes, you know, just go back to those numbers all the time. What are, what are the actual, what is the data showing? Not what your emotions say. What is the, what is the data saying?
0: No, I, you know what? I think that's really important. I mean, we, if if we really want to be intelligent and informed business owners, the numbers are always important, whether they're financial metrics, whether they're social metrics, connection, whatever you're right. I mean, we have to focus on those things. Those are, important indicators in our businesses, the KPIs, if you will. I think there you know you brought that in that we also have to energetically manage things and we have to recognize and be able to manage that internal conversation. Um, what why why is the focus on the negative? Why is that one post not performing well causing us to go into a bit of that spiral? that moment that we just, you know, we really circle the drain, if you will, um, in, in terms of, you know, nobody wants to engage with me. I'm never going to be successful, blah, blah, blah. I've been there. I have a hundred percent. I've absolutely 110% been there. It's hard not to get there. Um, but, but I love the way you talk about how you have to have, a, you have to manage both. You have to manage both because, um, ultimately it's an, it, that's an inside game, right? You you have to be able to lead yourself in order to be able to lead your business effectively, whatever you want to grow with it. And for goodness sake, do not listen to those people that continue to tell you that you have to have a six figure business. There is no rule. There is no place written down where you have to make 10K a month to be successful. Success is how you measure it. And it's not just about money. I just need to make that. Agree. Oh, there's
1: so <laughs> many different factors besides just cash, right? But also, I mean, this is me getting spicy. I can be a spicy. You person, be spicy. For, the six figure people that are saying these things. I mean, I am a six-figure bigger business owner. There's nothing wrong with that either. But I want to know how much of that income you're bringing home, right? Because there's different ways. You <laughs> yes. <six-figure business. laughs> you, you know what I mean? I mean, you can have high-ticket, really well-done services where most of the income comes home or you can be scrambling to be successful and paying out the yin and losing track of your clients and all those things. And then coming out, Oh, I'm a, I'm a big six figure. I've met success. And it's not your heart. First of all, you're not bringing in, you're not actually bringing in the six figures. So that's a hidden fact. And second of all, if your emotions are struggling, you're hitting burnout, all those things. It's not even, it's not even success in my eyes. Totally. So pay attention. To so that stuff too.
0: we did an episode not that long ago with my, my friend and colleague, Robin, uh, McMahon and, and she's a, she's a, a coach as well. And she talked about that exa- exactly about that. She won like some kind of award for her seven, like she hit the million dollar mark and you, apparently you get an award for that. I don't know. Anyways, uh, and she was like, you know what? It was total BS. It was complete bullshit. So I had seven figures in top line revenue. Uh, but that I was not making that level of income that was not what landed in my bank account. And I was killing myself. I was burnt out. I was stressed out. I was hustling for every nickel. Um and I think that's exactly what you're talking about is that it's not easy uh to uh, be in that space and it's not all that it's cracked up to be. And it's really uh, a false narrative, I guess is the way I would
1: put it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mean there's nothing wrong with it going to be a ever. I want to be, you know, may that be clear too. There's nothing wrong with wine basis for. No. Nothing oh, wrong heavens with being, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, having a small business either. It's really, what is in alignment with you and what feels good for you? That
0: is exact. Thank you for saying that. Do what do you do you? Know yes. <laughs> no. what everybody else <laughs> says you should do. And if you hear a bunch of shoulds, that's time to really rethink where your head's at. Um, what I want to do now, Jade has taken my leadership style quiz. Um, so we're going to find out what kind of leader she is. I think I have an idea, but I'm interested to see if you want to take the leadership style quiz, you can do that right now. It only takes a couple minutes. Um, it's fun. It's interesting. You'll learn something. And I'm going to send you some of my top leadership tips so you can be a more effective leader You know, right today. Um, there's a link in the show notes. There's a button on the webpage, HighVoltageLeadership.ca. Click on the little orange button that says "Take the Quiz Now," uh, and you can go do it right now and compare with Jade's style. Uh, so, Jade, tell us what kind of leader are you?
1: I got the supportive leader.
0: That doesn't surprise me.
1: <laughs> it doesn't surprise me either. No. Yeah. What does yeah. that mean for so- you? As a supportive leader, for me, it's collaboration is probably the biggest reason why i believe i got that answer on the quiz which the quiz was super fun by the way i really enjoyed it um yeah for you know for me i see my team as as equals with me i don't see myself as a boss that's hiring everybody out and telling them what to do and so um and you know when, when i hit burnout that was actually one of the biggest things i learned is Having to feel like I have to be this leader at the top that looks perfect, sounds perfect, and pull it all together, that's actually what cost me a lot of of my team and my, and my business in general. And so I've learned since that, you know, being an open, honest leader and saying, hey, guys, this, you know, deadline's coming up, I'm behind, I'm struggling a bit, what can we all do together, is actually the best way to lead, because then they come forward, and it's like, the ideas they have and the skills they have are just brilliant. Um, and so that's one of my favorite parts about being a supportive leader.
0: Okay. So first of all, let me say that that is kind of shitty that you had to go through that space of burnout and, and all the, all that comes with that in order to learn that really valuable lesson, that's too bad. (laughs) Um, but I, I love, I love that, that it, the gift, if nothing else that you got out of that tricky time was that no, being a great leader doesn't mean that you always have to be at the front, that you always have to be bigger and louder and blah, you know, leading the charge. In fact, um, being vulnerable, being available, asking for help, you know, pulling the right brains into the problem. Like that's actually genius, Jade.
1: Yes. And admitting that you're not good at something. That's my favorite (laughs) leadership tip. (laughs) Yeah. Top tip. I'm not. I I am so creative, Lindsay. I am very creative. I'm very intuitive. Yeah. Brilliant marketer, brilliant tech coaching coaches how to market themselves. Absolutely. But how to edit a podcast or how to, you know, be a bookkeeper or create like tech, tech, like tech systems. Absolutely not. (laughs) And, you know, that's like the best part about being a supportive leader for me is saying, hey, these three things I am crap at. I know I need them. I'm not the best and now I have team members who are really great at one you know one of my team members works with you Lindsay on your podcast helping to edit this right she's brilliant at what she does she's fast she gets it it's easy for her I have now delegated all the video editing within my company to her yeah
0: because we
1: can share in our skill sets right yeah now I coach coaches on marketing and I allow her to edit their video content and that takes all the pressure off me to be perfect takes all the chances of burnout away so there you go. Admit that you are just really shitty at
0: something. <laughs> embrace it, embrace <laughs> it. And then yep. really, f- I love it. Find the right person to do it and just really acknowledge and, and support the crap out of them as they work their magic. Yes. I think that's brilliant. Uh, I love it. And yes, Jamie does a fabulous job. She is the one who's going to be listening to and editing this episode. Yay, Jamie, we love you. Um. <laughs> What about, I mean, you've sort of talked about it a little bit already, but you know, where have you messed it up
1: along the way, Jade? I think, yeah, the biggest thing for me was just scaling really quickly and not admitting that I couldn't do it all or or, or do and be all the things. Mm -hmm. I would say was my biggest mistake there. And since then, like, I mean, like you said, it's crap, I had to go through it, but I'm grateful for it because I've really learned. And now I have really solid people and solid growth, sustainable growth, sustainable program. Uh, I I don't fear burnout. I'm still hitting 10K months without any of that fear or struggle or stress. Yeah. So I'm grateful for those lessons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, growth is great. Growth is great. And that's what we want in our business. And so many of us, we, we sell our product or our service because we're really passionate about it. And so sometimes that passion just, I think it gets the better of us and we want to grow quickly. We want to help more people. We want to make more money. I mean, let's be clear about that. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I want to have 10 K months. I want to have a six figure business. I want to make a great living. You got kids to support. So do I, that's important. Right. Um, But uh, when we get caught in this trap of this rapid, rapid growth, it, 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 man, it can just take over your life. I think.
1: Yeah, it's really, really easy to cause it takes time and effort and energy and all those things. So to me, growth is important, but you got to add the word sustainable in front of it.
0: Yeah, I think right. That's so sustainable,
1: important. sustainable growth is where is where it's at, yeah. right. So creating services that are going to give you long term success, right, looking at not trading time for dollars, uh, looking at delegating the things you're not good at, right, uh, all those things, It that that's where the real the real CEO success is whether you're making just a couple hundred bucks a month, or you are in those seven figures anywhere, it doesn't matter. That's what it needs. It needs to be sustainable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. I mean, that's the shift from being an entrepreneur or, you know, a solopreneur for many of us, we start out by doing it all ourselves into that CEO headspace, which is how am I Managing all of these facets of my business from a more strategic level and having that higher vision. Does is that
1: did I articulate that right? Yes, it's um have you heard of the 80-20 principle? Yeah. Right? It's very similar, right? So for those listening, if you don't know like about that, it's an excellent book. But 20% of the things that you do actually bring you 80% of the results. Yeah. And this has been proven like in so many different places and areas, right? So, as an, entre- as an entrepreneur, looking at that too, what are the activities that you're doing that are actually growing your business sustainably and in alignment with you? Yeah. Spend your time doing more of those things. Uh, you know, a big example for me, I-, I help coaches grow their business and I've really narrowed it down to LinkedIn specifically. Yeah. And, you know, if you're. Spending time, for example, on reels, you're, you're creating these reels, you're doing these dances and things on Instagram, oh
0: my which is
1: what you need to be successful there. You absolutely need reels to, be, to do well there. And you're not getting a lot of clients, but you go and you get one client from a few posts on LinkedIn, right? I see a lot of coaches feel that this pressure, they have to be everywhere. So they'll go on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook, right? But you could be spending 20% of the time on just LinkedIn and be getting, and beginning clients.
0: Yeah.
1: This is one example, right? I mean, I'm not saying everybody has to hop on the LinkedIn train, although I do like it and suggest it sometime, but you know, you know what I mean? Like that take that 20% and focus, um, that's what sustainability is.
0: Yeah. And I, you know what, I mean, your, your example of LinkedIn versus other social media network pieces so important. Like if that's the place, then focus there and be okay without being everywhere. I would also say that, you know, from working inside of your business too, like the same principle applies. What, what is the, what's the 20% space where you have the most impact? Um, you, you talked about it. What's the work that you as the business owner, as this, as the CEO, what's the work, first of all, that you really like to do, what's the work that you're really good at? Um, what's the work that's the highest impact in your business? And then, yeah, how can you delegate the remainder of the work to others? And then let it go, like stop touching it. Because that's the other problem we sometimes have, Jade, right? Yes,
1: yeah, there's We. there's actually a hilarious story. I went to an in-person networking event. Uh, and one of the ladies there, she charges $500 an hour. She's a business coach. Yeah. Okay, and she, she spent 10 hours making this beautiful book to go with the event that every attendee had this excellent book. And so I don't know the math, I'm not good at math, but that's several thousand dollars. That book was technically worth that much money, right? So she could have paid somebody, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, something to even a few hundred to make that book.
0: yeah.
1: And then be spending her time on $500 per hour. classes, yeah. <laughs> right. So just using her, her skill sets, right? And what is she right. good at? And building booklets in Canvas, not where she's good at. So, yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah, find what you're good at, what you enjoy. And that's where you, that's where you grow in.
0: Yeah, that's really, that's really the sweet spot. That's where you can, um, be most impactful and also then leverage your time differently because each and every one of us, although we, we are passionate about our businesses, we got other things to do. Some of us, you know, we got partners, we got kids, we got pets, we got friends. Maybe we're an auntie, we're a BFF. Like we got other things that give us joy in our lives. And it's when we commit all of our time and effort to our business, we have nothing left over for what matters most. That's when we get into a space of real burnout. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, Jade, it's been a real pleasure having you here today. Thank you so much for what is a really, like this has been a really robust discussion and I really appreciate you offering your story so vulnerably you know, really all around (laughs) how you built this incredible business, burn yourself out and now you're doing it differently. And I really appreciate that um, as a takeaway from today's conversation.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and hearing my story. I think the more women that can step up and be vulnerable about these journeys, I think the the better other women will do. Yes. And that's what the world needs. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh my gosh. such a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I sure hope you enjoyed listening as much as I did hosting this conversation. And if you did enjoy today's episode, would you do me a favor? Would you give the episode a five-star review and share it with all of your friends? I would really appreciate that. I've got a goal to impact a thousand female founders. And with your help, we can really amplify this message. Thanks again for being a part of the show. And don't forget to connect with me and all of my guests on Instagram at HighVoltLeadership. We'll see you next Friday.